Well, I live in a dream now, and uh, I'd prefer to be called Blade during this interview if you can. Okay. Because I've divided it in two. I hope so that's a real thing. I'm not joking with uh, you. He's not joking. It's so not, it's it's been not a joke. It's real. Could, could we share that when we get started? Cause so, so the audience has some context. Oh, as to what's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to explain it. Tonight, we are very excited to welcome Creative Adult to the stage at the Phoenix Theater. When Mike and Scott were last on the show, the band was in the planning stages of their next album. It is now 2016, and that album, Fear of Life, was just recently released on Run for Cover Records. They tour the U.S., Australia, and Europe this coming fall. These guys are from the North Bay, and they have a long history in this very building. For this reason and many others, we're very happy to welcome the members of Creative Adult back to the stage at the Phoenix Theater. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's a great introduction. Hi. Very wow. Well Ian's laughing at it. You made it seem that like we've really good. That was yeah. incredible. Like we've done. It was really, really good. You've done a few things. You made us sound very, very good. <laughs> Thank you. I would say you guys have made yourself sound good. Um, yeah. Scott, did you want to kind of share the public service advisory just so there's some context? If um, oh, what, what do you mean? Well, Blade is a name you wanted me to call you. Okay, if we want to get into it right now. Let's jump right into Blade. Yeah. You may as well. Okay. Um, well, I'm kind of like a frog, like an half man, half amphibian. So like a ninja turtle? Ninja not turtle. quite. Or like Aquaman, I think. I mean, everyone has their own idea. But um, when I do things like this, I'm not me. So I've developed a character, or it was maybe developed for me. It was given to you? It was you know, a bit, bit of both. But um, I like to be referred to as Blade now after Wesley Snipes and the Great uh, Trilogy. Okay. Oh, I was wondering where you came up are with Are you it. writing down Blade you, right now just I so am, you have it? It's good because you don't want to I want to be good with this. Yeah. You know, so. are, you, are you familiar with uh, furry culture? <laughs> yeah. Okay, what well, do you <laughs> call it? Furry culture? Do you know furries? No. You guys know furries? I see mm-hmm. one on the I, freeway ones. This is important stuff. Um, in furry culture, now furries are people who dress up as anthropomorphic animals. I think I might be using the terms wrong, but they dress up as giant animals. Yeah. And when you're a furry, you have what's called a fursona. So you're your regular person, with, which is without the costume, and then when you're wearing your giant costume, that's your fursona that has a different name, a different personality, et cetera. And the fursona is all the stuff that you wish that you were or that uh, you wish you could be better at, and perhaps Blade is your fursona. Look, I, I, don't, I haven't seen the entire trilogy. Like okay. Wesley Snipes is great, but yeah. uh, just call me Blade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's Noted. incredible, a fursona. I'm glad that we have the Blade thing established. I, I, here's an interesting thing that we can just start with. Um, Blade and Tom are very uh, similar. You've recorded this album, Fear of Life. Uh, Tom, you've uh, done many projects over the years, yeah, including this one on stage. Yeah, you never listened to anything. No, I don't. Yeah. Scott, you, excuse me, Blade, you never listened to anything. Well, Blade listens to things, but Blade uh, tends not to take inventory too often. So Ooh. my entire thing is... Uh, I like to set it free. And so the process is my main thing with music, right? I like to get it out. And then once it's out of the way, I can move on. Um, And then, you know, it depends on how long you wait for an album to come out. In our case, with this one, we waited quite a long time for it to finally get um, finalized and have it released. But um, it wasn't until we started practicing to play and do all these tours where I've really checked out the record and, uh, kind of took stock on what it is and what it means. It was a heavy process doing this one, so it wasn't a thing that I necessarily needed to revisit right away. Uh, I didn't want to. Um, there was a bunch of personal uh, trauma conflict. I know you're probably super tired of talking about it. It is sort of the narrative that has been in all of the articles that have come out about the record. Right. Um, could we just share a glimpse of it for people who haven't, read the articles again i know this is personal stuff and probably you don't want to walk back into the muck and mire of well it. look michael and i are sitting next to each other right now yeah so it's like we're friends it, and we could talk about this stuff without freaking out totally and it's all good it was just a perception thing at the time like we all had different perceptions of what was happening while the record was being made and different ideas we were trying to express and convey and like you know we're just trying to be as honest about like the recording process as possible. And like there were times during this recording process where it was kind of, there were, there were 
help me out here. Like, it, there were ideas being imposed upon other people. In Maybe it, conflicting visions. Conflicting visions, surely. Is a way to put it. Isn't it interesting when you feel so passionate about an artistic project that that becomes the number one priority ahead of sparing people's feelings, ahead of yeah. like handling things the, maybe in the per- correct channels? Yeah. You know, um, You're so focused on getting what you want that you lose Because that happened with you on this project. I, like, I was so focused on getting what I wanted that I lost perspective of like being... Res- I don't know if I want to say being respectful, but... like. Uh, yeah, like border, bordering on being respectful. Because yeah. the long and the short of it is everybody had different visions for the record. Uh, there was a line that someone used, maybe it was one of you guys, about it was uh, like five folks trying to build a house but all designing different rooms. I'm gonna, I have to give credit to where, where that was due. That was like in a conversation that I had with my friend Al, who sings for the band Dangers. Okay. And we were both, because we, they were making a record at the same time we, are, we were, and we were both on the phone like kind of talking about how we were super afraid of these records that we were making and they weren't turning out like we wanted it to. And, but in the end, it's just, it's not your fucking house. You know what I'm like? It's not my fucking house. I didn't build a house. Like we all built a house. That's the confusing thing though. In the moment you feel like, um, you feel so strongly about your idea that it feels like I need to save the house. There's no lack of passion was the thing. Surely. Um, surely no lack of passion. There was no lack of passion. That still is like a constant thing. Like, still i feel like yeah. with creating songs still and even i mean just with making decisions in groups is absolutely and i think we're like, all quite hard-headed too yeah we yeah, all have yeah, an we idea of what we want one. individually yeah so uh i just s- say that it doesn't work out the way you had it in your mind then it could create this thing yeah absolutely um, i think that i was just the one maybe making a making the biggest stink during this record so just to give context though uh every there was some disagreement and then you took your friend jack aside who was recording the album is that correct sort of okay there was just like jack and i are really good friends yeah and so jack Shirley. i I, yeah jack Shirley and i are very good friends and i was like the point of contact for him as an engineer during this 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 process and so like that kind of gave me a little bit of a step up in being like yeah, maybe we should make it sound this way. And he would say, well, are you sure about that? You know, so I, I was just the point of contact. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think that maybe you conveyed the message that it was like, maybe we listen to me more than we listen to the other folks. Yeah, yeah, so, I did, I did. Which and, then, was, and then that yeah. caused some issues, and then you ended up going to another studio to record some vocals, is that correct? South Eli. Where Went over I to go. Right here yeah, in Petaluma, yeah, California. Yeah, Rogers, California. My yeah, studios. Yeah, Roger, Roger was there, but um, yeah, the, the, that's the room. So it's interesting to me that like there, there was this level of discord, this level of, of discomfort. There was probably times when he thought this record wasn't going to ever come out. It, no. was, it was going to get done no matter what. <laughs> okay. I, I knew there it was, was a com- lot of we, money invested. Yeah, in we, we knew it was coming out. It was yeah. just like... It would just homies. be like... It might have been a record that some of us didn't like. Yeah. 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 And it's also a bummer when you... Like, well, the thing you're making makes it so that you know when you're talking to your friend, like, they don't want to talk to me right now. But I have to talk to them about something. Like, there were times when I would hit him up and I'd be like, I know this fool is not trying to talk to me right now. Just because, you know, our communication was messed up at the, we, that time. If, I mean, if we're going to get into it, we, it needs to be understood that, you know, Mike and I have been friends for a really long time. Long, long time. Um, you know, before this band even started, you know, we'd been friends for years and years, and we used to party together, and we used to have fun, and, uh, but we never had a working relationship. And yeah. I think one thing that I've learned, you know, just about you working with you is just how to, we have to learn how to coexist. And uh, it's been a work in progress, and it still is, but... I think that's the the main thing and like I said earlier we're both passionate people and we care about what we're doing and we want to do a good job maybe we haven't been good at communicating and there was a long time when we were recording in particular where I was like fuck you man like you're either going to let me do it my <laughs> way or you could just you know you could go fuck off yeah, and, it was, or someone else could sing I don't care but um, it, it had to be like that for, it did it, it really, did it really I, did. you had to put me in check that's it like was, you had to be like yo fuck off and it was tight because then you went and did it and it was sick like, I mean, you know, he I, did. He had to tell me to fuck off. It was time. I didn't say fuck off. No, no, no. I mean, I mean I, that's like a metaphor. I'm using but, a metaphor. But you I did, metaphorically told you to fuck yeah, off. Yeah, you metaphorically. Did you, guys, you guys did obviously come back together. Was there a moment where it was like, okay, we're on the same page again? We have such a roller coaster friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just mean with yeah. the vision of the album, because the album is done. Did you both meet in the middle, or did one of you go towards the other one's idea a little bit? 
I think no. I remember seeing them. I think we were they... both stubborn until we the did, end. We didn't meet in the middle. <laughs> no. He went and did what he wanted to do. Meaning that you went in his direction in terms of the vocals. No, it was, no. he did his thing, he, then I would record it my way. He called me after the dispute happened and said, dude, some crazy shit just happened. And I said, yeah, he wasn't okay, there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to figure this out. I talked to Scott. We scheduled time He's, and made it happen. If there's a mediator, it's Mike. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Fenton is the mediator. Mike mediated the entire and, and, yeah. and, and he kind of was like, and yeah, was like, cool. no, this is what's happening. <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. matter what you think. Either one of you. You're doing vocals. Right. This is getting finished. It, it, you I spent too much fucking time. I, I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't yeah. able to come to the vocal yeah, sessions. I wasn't allowed to go. Yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy. Here's the thing. like, Blade isn't a singer, right? Like, Really, like people that are listening to this interview need to understand that I'm not a fucking singer. Like, I don't wake up and go like, la, 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 you know? what I mean I don't I, give a I, shit. I want to get so to like, the end of the creation of the album but I have a serious question for you about that point that you just made yeah so what is blade oh blades an entity um it's not from here or there he's he exists <laughs> somewhere else and uh sometimes he comes back down to earth he could sit at the round table and he could say words and you know, I could look you in the eye and we have a good time but blades nothing mm-hmm. blade is not a poet no, no, absolutely not. Is, is Scott, Edgar, Allan, is, Edgar Allan Poe's a poet is Scott a songwriter no is Scott a poet no okay Definitely not. I, I think uh, I can tap into things, but I wouldn't say I'm this or that. There's, I'd say you're a there's, poet. There's no solid thing that I could like lock onto and be like, this is me. This is my identity. Blade or Scott. And I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think any one of us at the table probably is uncomfortable being just one thing. I am this. You know, it always feels kind of unnatural to just be defined by one singular thing, at least for me. So I, I appreciate that about Blade. Um, Thank you. But it's interesting. Blade appreciates that too. But but Blade finds uh, Blade self in a rock band, sure, and singing songs and sure. writing songs, and yeah. uh, and so but Blade does not consider themselves a front person. Blade does not consider themselves I have, a songwriter. I have, I have this conflict all the time because I'll like see a video of like like Bono, yeah. like really going <laughs> for it, and I'll be like, fuck, like. I know I do the same kind of thing in theory. Like I pick up a microphone and yell words into a thing and people watch, but I watch that guy and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is not, that's not me. Um, I love to write. If I was gonna say anything about like what I do, I'd consider myself a writer before I consider myself a musician or a, a singer or vocalist or frontman or all that bullshit. But um, I like words and that's always been my thing. So I, I, if I had to put something onto it, I'd say I'm just a person who appreciates language. Is uh, performing in front of people sort of a necessary evil in order to get the art in front of an audience? Performing can be really fun. Yeah, you enjoy performing. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to understand Blade. Oh, it's... Is Blade, are you... It's like a, it's a jigsaw puzzle. Is Blade... And also, we have a lot of other people at the table, too, so I don't want to get No, too. no, I understand. It's just, I think it's important for people to understand Blade before we understand everything else, because this band... Well, it, Blade, Blade's like a cloud. It yeah. changes. <laughs> All, uh, you know? Fuck. 30 <laughs> minutes later, it's different. And I appreciate that about Blade. Don't you love that our relationship's being, like, it's, it's, a, it's a thing now. It's funny, though. We were, it's, we were playing shows, and they were not speaking with each yeah, other. Yeah, no, we deserve this, dude. It was so funny. What you and Dude, we're, we're all good. It's <laughs> like my brother, you know? But yeah, exactly. It was just so crazy, because we were, we're both lunatics. Like, we were both just losing our minds over this crazy record that we were trying to build. I'm not chill. He's yeah. certainly not chill. I am not chill either. Like, you you yeah. might even say that nothing is chill. Oh, no. it's been said before. And it will be again. Tom Gaffey... Fear of Life is the album we're talking James. about. Yeah. You, you spent so much time with the lyrics earlier. Do you I have did. any did thoughts, you, feelings, or emotions? Yeah, did? Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, first off, so you're fitting a lot in there. Oh, big time. And, <laughs> I, uh, and I think I got from one of your interviews that actually they're laying down tracks and you're putting the words on top of that. Is that correct? Or are you coming up with the words first? And the can- how, the How's ca- the process The canvas work? is already there. I work within a restricted boundary. Yeah, correct. Uh, the walls are there, and I kind of I react. Yeah. So I, I hear it and I react to it. And then when you watch how you're building your lyrics and you're throwing in as much as you can and actually it's getting in there, there are times I'm like, Jesus, is he going to like take a breath here? What's yeah. going to happen? And sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. And it's that maddeningness that actually can grab a listener. Uh, there was an interview I think one of you guys did, uh, or maybe they just wrote this. Anyway, each song's lyrics were treated as an attempt to delineate how it feels to be alive at the moment with respect to all emotions. That sure. sounds like a, a Blade quote. Absolutely. Well, I think that was maybe a half. Where did you get all this information? The internet, right? The internet um, is a powerful tool. Right. 
I, like I told you, I'm a reactor. So when I'm working on music, it's what's happening right now for me. Uh, I tend to trust the first thing that comes into my mind. So like, and you know, there's usually weed involved too. I'll admit that. <laughs> yeah. But usually I just sit alone in a quiet place and let the song, because the emotion's in the music, right? Like the, the emotion is there in the, the music. So I try to just um, maybe like stick a needle into it and extract some, some language and just kind of fill in, fill in the blanks. When you guys were on, uh, Mike and, and Scott were on the show two years ago. Um, with Ross. We had a, with Ross, Ross Farrar. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fear of life talk. You know, we talked a lot about like isolation and not belonging. We went and into it. We went into it really yeah. deep. And then, you know, you make an album called Fear of Life. So I, I guess uh, it was a pretty dark time back then, two years ago, I think, oh, for yeah. everybody at the table. Absolutely. Let's get an update on that. Um, is it lighter now? Life is great. Life is very strange. It's, it's, uh, it's better than it was two years ago. That was crazy. I, I was going through a really, really crazy time. I had a family member who had just passed away, and I had never dealt with that kind of thing before. And um, You lost your sister. Yeah, my sister. And I had never dealt with that kind of thing before. And that was insane. I mean, I was right in the thick of it. I was drinking a lot. And I, was, I, was, um, I was medicating. and Yeah, that was a pretty heavy time. It was a pretty heavy conversation, actually. It was. We, we yeah. talked a lot. We talked about yeah. uh, people that we both have lost, and we talked about yeah. feeling like you don't belong and feeling like what's the point and all that. Yeah, I mean, like, to, to, to try to, like, sum up everything that's happened, you know, since the start of this record, it's really, it's really hard. My whole life is different. Well, yeah, I mean, in the Spin article, they say that you guys, not only did you have to deal with the conflict that you had, but you, uh, there, was, there was death, <laughs> and leave it there to was spin death to really that you faced. The of it. Well, they talked to you folks, and I'm sure that this is not a lie. They say that not only did you have the conflict, but also there was, there was death, addiction, and, and tension. You know, I mean, it was, it was a tough period, the two years. Yeah. And I don't know a person on this planet who hasn't experienced that yeah, in the last yeah. couple of years. You know, I just think that life is really it's like a it's a really i don't want to i mean i'm gonna sound cliche but it's like a roller coaster you know like really bad things happen to you they're going to happen to you your life is going to be really 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 terrible and you're going to learn things about yourself that you hate and you're going to have trouble with yourself as a person but on the upside you really really good things are going to happen to you and there are going to be moments where you couldn't be happier and you feel like you could cry and all of those things happened to all of us while we were making this record. So when you try to grab on to a small aspect of the creation of a record, certain things get focused on. In this case, it was Scott and I's errors in communication, but the reality of it is it's- Our war. Our war, (laughs) my war. Um, The reality of it is like, it's way bigger than, than a couple of homies going at it. it it was it was like you know 18 months is a long time hurt and, and healing and and life and friendship like all of those things happened during this time so it's it's big it's large it's bigger it's bigger than than a than a, than a spin article I don't know. You seem to be Scott or Blade seems to be more, and I, and I'm sorry that we're focusing on Blade so much. Let's get it over. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. You you movie. you seem to be somebody who witnesses how ugly life is. You've you've shared that with me in conversation, <laughs> but you also seem to not be as affected by it. You seem to just well, spectate even, it and go ahead. I'm sorry, not to cut you off. No, go but ahead. Even the the bad things can be good if you look at it from a different perspective. Um, and we're, we're making music here. This is fun. This is a lot easier for me to deal with than certain aspects of life. Like, I'd rather hang out with my friends and make songs than, you know, think about the black hole void that Blade's about to enter in, you know, 40, 50 years, right? I like to make shit, and I try to keep things really simple. And for me, I'm just happy to do stuff I have something to do a difference I see between you guys is you just seem to I don't know you seem to like you both seem to feel obviously you're human breathing human beings but you seem to like grab on more I do I do and then you're kind of more of like a just floats I can float like I said I'm like blades of cloud that's what I meant like I couldn't like I changed forms and and look I think our band works really well when we're being democratic and all of our ideas are 
are accepted and we're all welcome to, to create on the same, on an even page. So it's not about me and Mike, it's about all yeah. of us. And that's what I want. One thing I'm interested on. to know about is, is James, you know, you and I haven't spent a bunch of time together, but yeah. you have a project called Teal that you just um, started doing live shows with, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you've recorded some music and you've put yeah. it out there. Yeah. Um, that's my main hobby. Like I prefer to make music than go to a bar or even go to other shows. Like I don't really... Yeah, I kind of just would rather stay home and make music. So I, I make all types of different music. Teal is just one of the projects that I played with live. It's just a little more visible than maybe some of the other projects. It's, it, on, it, my, it's it just, on my radar. It, it's it stuck a little heavier with, with the people that I showed to it. So I kind of decided. Um, and I mean, as as we mentioned earlier, our Creative It All album took 18 months to release. So I needed to fill my time. <laughs> Are you the type that could make music in your room that's for a how long, I long time yeah. but but just not go out and perform it just not go out to shows not go play it just you would be satisfied just making the music and being in isolation yeah yeah i've had two projects where i've done that and i've i've done full albums and eps and singles and i don't even know why i labeled it an ep or a single because it doesn't matter because it never went anywhere you know how does the table do with isolation I, Lo- I have I have a tougher time with it in it. my old. I age. am isolated. Yeah, I love it. as a as a vocalist, that's what it is. Everyone writes music together or plays it together, but w- what I do with creative adult is I sit in a, a weird little place and I get some silence and I you know probably chief on something. So I think isolation is, isolation is necessary to create at times. You oh, need, yeah, you need to be alone. Um, there are all these things coming at all of us all the time distractions and whether it's from like media or this or that so i think being alone is really important you learn about yourself when you're alone when you don't have this coming at you or that coming at you and you could sit in a place and say how do i really feel what what do i really think about this you uh i know you guys laugh when i quote the interviews that you've done but uh you talk about stuff coming at you in the interview you did with that one music and riots. You talked about how there's so much negativity, nonsense, and stuff it that very, distracts us. It was, it was uh, misquoted. Is that really? What's Severely. the real quote? Mm-hmm. Oh, what was the quote? Well, the quote is that we have so much negativity, nonsense, and stuff that distracts us from our true potential and what we really are as people. Well, yeah, I, you stand by that. I could get on board with that. I think. Uh, I, guess, I guess a lot of times we worry about what everyone else is thinking. And for me, I like to, it, when I'm focusing on music or this or that, it's a, it's a chance to go inward and say, how do I really feel? Who am I really? Some people freak out when they're in isolation. I don't know. I mean, I know, do you do a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate being, you know, in a community and being a part of that. And then I like having a little time apart, but too much time passes. And then that's too much like, for me. Well, isol- I'm like isolated in terms of, I don't like being around too many people, but I like to be around somebody. Yeah. If I'm by myself completely, it's like, you know, it's, it's a lot dark. And, then, <laughs> yeah. and some people look at that and they say, uh, and I'm curious what you have to say, but uh, some people look at that and they think, oh, well, that's, that's a person with a difficulty at looking at themselves in the mirror. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And I, I don't know that that's always the case. I mean, um, I think that's the case some of the time. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that it's super difficult to look in the mirror. But well, Why do you look at me when you say that? Because you made that comment. You said that when you get alone, um, you know, we, well, we're with well, ourselves. Well, the mirror is okay. The mirror is me. Yeah. Um, Wait, which me is that? It, it, both. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm looking at Blade or vice versa. But uh, I, I think the fluid way that you approach life, I think it's less difficult for you to look in the mirror than what, it is for well, some what, other what, what's, I, what's I people. What's the end game? Of life? It, right? You know, if we're really going to get into it, it's... All right, we only get so many days, right? I don't so, think so. So I th- well, well, yeah, that's the, uh, all right in this form. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I think that, that's I think that is partially table. why it sort of freaks me out if I'm alone for a period of time because what is the end game? And I think the end game we don't know, but you just pass your time the best that you can doing the most interesting but, thing with the people that you like. But to me, that's a beautiful thing to know that you're a part of the grand tradition of just life itself, no matter what happens, whether you know there's this or that after, just to be a part of it. And lucky to be here. Look at the planet we're on, for fuck's sake. Like, Beautiful place. 
you know, we're, 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 we don't deserve it, humanity in general, how we destroy it and how we treat each other. Your album is called Fear of Life. Indeed. Is the fear of life that you don't know what the point is? Well, I think the fear of life is denying uh, the, the voice in your head that tells you the way to go, um, ignoring your compass. It's so real. That's what it is to me. Yeah. So many people do that. We all, have, we all have this thing that says, this is what we're here for. This is what we should be doing. Um, well, those are I, more social pressures, aren't they? Well, they could be. But hold on. <laughs> um, I think ignoring the thing that you think you are here for or in your head should be here for, that's something that's profound and should not be avoided and should not be fucked with, it's sacred. So fear of life for me means that uh, don't let the world dictate your dreams, dictate your own dreams, and be who you are, man. Yeah. Um, you know, like, no, I, it, it, can mean, it can mean anything to anyone. Everyone's like, what does fear of life mean? But it's, it's a general thing for me. It's not a specific, it's but just don't. To your point about the compass, Ian, you were talking about, isn't that social? The problem with the compass, and I think that our internal compass and our internal radar is super strong, and I think it should be listened to, the problem is it gets jammed. It gets jammed by the people we surround ourselves with, sometimes positively, sometimes negatively, and it gets jammed by things like love and different emotions that just tell you you need to do this thing, and you're right. just like, no, but that keeps destroying me. And I, I certainly mean, we, don't have the answers. No, no, I know. know. I'm just... Yeah. Like, I don't know. We're just here following the compass. That's why we're in the room. We're here following the compass. It's, it might lead us. It might lead us into a ditch on the side of the road. You never know what's going to take you. But if you don't follow it, you're going to die thinking about how you didn't follow it. Well, the compass is all we've got. You know, yeah, and the, you just you just have to know how to use it. You, and you need to understand. Up, oh, though, it's time. Point. You need yeah. to understand when it's malfunctioning. If you introduce, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but when you introduce something to it that jams it, like you know, uh, an addiction to a substance, for example. Yeah, there you go. That's sure. that is going to jam your compass completely because you're going to think that you need to do a thing. Yeah. It, that's going to be the only thing that you think you need to do, but it's yeah, also sure. the thing that's destroying you. The, it's just important to make sure that you're following the compass. Compass jammers will. I mean, your compass is always going to get jammed by little things here and there. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got, you got, but you have to follow it. And my compass might have been broken for the last 15 years. Yeah, all I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck. I'm like, all right. Well, this is where I am. But you, there's a compass. whole, there's a whole, our whole society talking? is, is not built around following the compass though. Like American westernized culture is not built around following your compass. It's built around capital gain, monetary gain and participating in the status quo. So that's a giant compass jammer. So there's all these people who live their lives without any inclination that they might be needing to follow something else, something that maybe doesn't give you as much money as being a banker or being in finance or something. Or a compass manufacturer. It's a weird thing, you know, because if you surrounded yourselves with a bunch of uh, preppy frat guys when you were uh, 12, 13, 14, 15. We, we'd all have great jobs. I grew up in Runner Park, so I did. Yeah. yeah. Same. But did you push against Being very it? Very happy right now. Oh, I pushed against it so hard, and that's why yeah. at 12, and I think that's 13, you following, I started coming to watch shows here. That's why that's you but, following um, your compass. Is my brother saying. and I used to come yeah. here, and really, um, I, I love to say it, but this building in particular has had more to do with where I've gone in my life than any other place in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, coming oh. to see shows here at such a young age was probably the, the thing that influenced me more than anything else. It was just having access to music in Sonoma County and a place to play your music when it became time and a place to where I could actually say like hey can we do a show and you know of course yeah. Tom being kind said yeah of course oh, like, yeah. yeah get on stage do it, um, <laughs> do it. With, without that like there's no way I'd be sitting at this table on this stage again right now yeah it's really is probably like the most defining thing in my life is coming to the Phoenix Theater well, then I would argue that you haven't been following your compass the wrong way for the last 15 years because look at where you sit right now. You're surrounded by people that you care about doing something that you love and full circle because of that moment you are going to and those collection of moments rather you are going to go on tour with this yeah. album with a great album. Sure. Very, I mean, the yeah, fact that you get the album. fact that this creation gets to take you to Australia and Europe. Have you been to either of those places? You've been to Europe a few times, but never, never, Australia. never Australia. Yeah. Cool. Um, Going down on yeah, we had to travel and play music. 
we can't complain. Yeah. The trick is with the compass, zooming out enough to see the bigger picture, but then being able to zoom in and get the stuff done that you need to get done. I agree, but I also want to know what Ian thinks. I'm chilling, man. <laughs> I'm having fun. I don't need to say much. We kicked Ian out before. Yeah, Ian. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about let's talk about well, Ian. But that was, but that, was a, that was a different time. That yeah. was a different Ian. He was going through some stuff. I, that, at that was that a time. shitty Ian. Yeah, that was yeah. that was yeah. a tough. That was, a really that was sometimes a tough Ian. Ian. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a bad Ian. We're a band that shouldn't be a band. Yeah, like, we should like all of us are this like we shouldn't be doing this, nope. but we so are. Yeah. And then, God damn it, we're gonna fucking just keep <laughs> and doing. We're gonna it. see it through. out of spite. Yeah, yeah. fuck and, everyone. We're and, just gonna keep just and, driving it into people and just whether yes. they want it or not. Yeah, Blade is ready. Yeah, <laughs> it's so real. It's just we should like, not be like we're like pro wrestlers more than yeah. musicians. We're that kind of like, defines my relationship with the Phoenix. Actually, yeah, yeah. I should not be doing this. Yeah. Just but you have to. You yeah, have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, here you are. Well. Here we are, man, and you're well, just so not gonna good. stop, right? No, yeah. Well, there, there's I really want to know why they decided to like call me up, like, "Hey, want to try it again?" And it's just like, why? Because, <laughs> because you're better at what? We, because, because this time we had the. I don't want to go into this right now because yeah, but the band needed two guitars. Look, I, I know you don't want to go into it, but if we zoomed out a lot, I think uh-huh. it would just be. I think you are more at peace with yourself and on a path where you can be a better partner in a musical project. <sighs> Absolutely, than you, were you know what? It, you know, actually, now that I think about it, at the time, I didn't really have, like, I wasn't any band. I mean, I was in Creative Adult, but I was also kind of, like, removed from it. I was having fun and, like, and traveling with them with my friends and, and having a good time. But I was also, like, kind of depressed and not really motivated about anything and didn't really have a... I mean, obviously, I would would have loved to have made music a career. But honestly, it kind of loses its magic when you're making money from doing it, which is, you know, kind of what we all want to do with music eventually. But false. Not Blade. Not Blade though. He's he's Blade. Blade will do it for free. But uh, forever. I guess now I'm just kind of more grown up, and I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I have kind of a, you know, a a career, uh, a career path, and aside from playing music, you know. But music is never going to be a career for me. It's just going to be something I do on the side with my friends. I just fun. think I think you don't cool, have man. the level of tumult you have, so it's not bleeding into the relationships that you have in this band. <laughs> hey, you speak you full speak for yourself. I'm trying to get some money right now. You pay me. I'm gonna come to the show, we're gonna play a gig, you're gonna pay me good and we're gonna, I've we're already, gonna get some money. I've already made a bunch of money, but you don't know about it because it's in my pocket. <laughs> he's been, he's the, been the, interesting, the interesting thing about <laughs> Blade and Mike Bingham is I feel like Mike Bingham really likes to play the system and wants to take it as far as he possibly Lives can. For the system. And, and I don't say that disrespectfully. I think that if you had the opportunity to push this project as far as it needed to go, you would take that opportunity. Well, I just don't I just don't like doing if you're good at something, don't do it for free. Yeah. And it's stupid. The whole music industry is based around fucking the artist. Yeah. But fuck you. All, all these people make money. The press agents make money. The booking agents make money. The record labels make money. And the bands are the only ones that don't make money. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to eat and make sure that I can pay rent with my wife so she doesn't think I'm a deadbeat. There's all these people out there who will try to peg you as money hungry if you try to make your band into a money making entity. You're a fucking idiot and you're an asshole if you like to be broke. Like, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to get too into it, but like, it's stupid. Like, if, if there's any way to make some money doing this, doing the one thing that I love, well, that's not the one thing that I love, but something that I love doing a lot, then I'm going to do it. And it's, and it's stupid to try to like, I don't know. Yeah, like this People is the themselves. one thing that I love. It is the yeah. only thing that I love. And honestly, um, yeah, it's like you said, the booking agents make money. Everybody makes money. Everyone's making money. Besides but you. you. Yeah. But um, So I want to fuck you back. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, but, how, but how do you fuck them back when you play the game? I, I, see, that's the hard part. That's you you got to like, work hard and try. Uh, but see, when this, you haven't this. stopped writing the music that you write and that right. you want to write, you know, it's, it's right. like I would, it's, this is, you, I think this is the difference. It's like, you both agree that this is a fucked up situation. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. The whole table does. But I don't but think it, any of us disagree that it's good to do and fun no, to no, do. No, no, no. But I think uh, Blade is like, the system is rigged. Well, it, not necessarily. It, it's rigged it's just, against the artist. Of course, like if I wanted to make $100,000 a year, I'd go work for Spotify. Whereas not I feel, in a band. Whereas I feel like Mike Bingham is like, I'm going to learn this fucking game and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it the way I need to to do what I need to do for my band and my people and my family and all that. 
Yeah, I mean, if there's a way to make money off of this, I would like to figure that out. And, and there it, is. And we, we, there are plenty of musicians that do do it, and there but, is it, a but way. involves a certain amount of game playing a lot of the time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's just, I'm a little angry about it, you know, because it's, it's annoying. There's, there's so many good people out there who, yeah. like, who live, who don't have homes because they play in a band. And it's absurd that you can't have a home. And be in a full-time band. It used to be like that. That's insulting. In other countries, Canada, for instance, uh, the government subsidizes artists. So they'll give you money to travel and tour and this and that. And they'll they'll put you in a bracket. They'll be like, you're you're a level A, B, or C. And they'll they'll give you money to... uh, To be an artist, and that doesn't happen in America. That's something we'll never know. See, I, th- I, th- I think Mike Bingham can imagine that. Well, I think I think that it, you, you should be are, a politician, and you should. I, I, think, I think you are inundated with the message that what you do is free and disposable, and you should put your music online for everyone I'm to listen to for free. I'm not doing that. I think that this is what you are constantly inundated with as yeah. musicians. Yeah, I think well, that Lars Ulrich dealt with this, you know, 15, 16 years ago with Napster, where it was like, wait a minute, like. Uh, if you're going to be downloading see, music, see, you should be paying. Lars Ulrich is somebody who a lot of people make fun of and a lot of people well, think he's is a, a jerk. He's but a he, was ahead, he was ahead but, of the, but, he was But guess what? He There's a, but, but he's also put himself in a position to make a bunch of money. And usually those types of people, the people who don't back down and who are willing to kind of be the asshole and are willing to play the yeah. game. I will say if it's between people, being him and giving it away for free, I'd give it away for free. For I, I agree with that. Do you that agree with that? I agree with that. See, that's why Scott and I are friends. Yeah. Because... Although, like, I think that, like, you know, we should get paid for this. I don't want to do this for free, and I don't want to spend the rest of my life making the money. At the same time... If you've never made money doing it, then it doesn't change anything. At the you same, still do it. At the same time, the most important thing is what he just talked about in, in the fact that it's all about the experience of what you're doing and really following the compass. That's the most important thing. Now, and I, so that's why him and I are friends, because... Well, there's a few other reasons. Like yeah, well, yeah, we've, but, we've had but you know times. what I mean? That's like a good, that's a good metaphor of yeah. like, like our, our, dy- our dynamic and juxtaposition. Like you represent the one really important idea. And I, I deep down agree with you. We like to do it. Yeah. We like to do yeah, the Because that's thing. why we, I, because regardless of if like I'm going to figure out a way for us to make some money or we're going to become financially successful, we're going to keep doing this. Like, I want to make money because that's cool and it's great to eat well. But the most important thing is doing this. And I think that that's where Lars is a moron is because he, that, kind of, that kind of person would rather just not do it. He was born a moron. Yeah, that guy's a moron. He, he would was rather born with a not. tennis racket. Yeah, and not a good drummer. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. If you're, the thing is, is there's people who have followed their compass to Market Street in San Francisco and they're playing on a corner. Yeah. If you're not a good business person, you most likely are not going to be a successful musician unless somebody else grabs you and they're good at business and they're fair to you. Yeah. Which happens to people. It's business. This doesn't have anything to do with whether you love or do not love. Look at, look at, uh, in the early 20th century, they used to call it race recordings, right? Where they would take all these old black musicians and they would just throw them in a studio for a day and they would say, here's a hundred bucks and they'd record all their music and then they'd release it and just yeah. keep it going forever yeah, and make crazy. all this fucking money from it. So, I mean, this is not a new concept. No. Yeah. This has been going on for but as I long think, as recorded music's been happening. I mean, you two are on the same page as it seems the band is, just in terms of you're going to do this whether you make money or not. But I feel like something that Mike brings to the table, maybe more than anybody else, is his willingness to like get down and dirty and try to play the game and well, try to do what he can do. I just don't mind sending emails in the mornings when I wake up. <laughs> Without him being able to deal with that, and look, we're all good at a different thing, right? Like, Without him being able to do that, we wouldn't be able to do this at all. That's uh, that's up in the air. I don't. I couldn't. I. Yeah, I, I but what I will say I is 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 the deal with Lars is Lars would rather just not put the record out. And if that if that's the decision I'm forced with, it, I'll just put the record out and we'll just play some shows because because that because really what deep down is important to me is the experience of it. I could I could walk away from this with no money in 40 years and I'm going to be just as happy as if I made money. I just might be a little fuller. Dessert. But I want some dessert. Yeah. <laughs> God, some Don't dessert. And I'm trying to get the homies some dessert. A fun thing about a project like this is that with each release that you do, they're kind of a representative of chapters in your life. And, um, you know, a couple years ago was a, a tougher time for a lot of you guys. And this album coming out now, even with all the conflict, seems like there's more peace in the group. Seems like there's more, I don't know. 
happiness internally. Um, and it's, it's cool to, I don't know, it's cool to sit here with you after the tumultuous uh, act of making this album <laughs> and get to celebrate the fact that it got done and get to celebrate the fact that people yeah. are reacting to it positively and get to celebrate the fact that you get to now go on an adventure overseas to show hopefully a new audience this music. And it's really special. And I just wanted to say that. So thank you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear how it goes. Uh, and it's crazy that, you know, that you talk about how your first musical experiences and what defined you as a musician, some of that happened here in this most very of, building. Most of all, it. all of it. For most me. of it. So the fact yeah. that those formative moments 15, 16, 17 years ago led to this moment and what's going to follow in your lives is, is crazy. And I want to say, uh, like when I sit on this stage, it's really crazy because I could feel, and it's like, I have all these things flowing through me right now. I think about the people who aren't here anymore that have played on this stage. I think about the people yeah. who are still here that continue to play on this stage. And it's a trip, man. It's, it's such a trip to just, you know, kind of dig through your, dig through your past and memories sometimes and think like, you know, my motivation for still doing music is in a lot of ways just the people who aren't here anymore. I think about, uh, Tom, you remember Brad? Which Brad.com was his oh, name, Bradley. Yeah. It was yes. his birthday the other day and I was like thinking about him, like fuck, like he died a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I just think about people <sighs> like that and I, I feel grateful that, you know, I could still sit here and create and make stuff and, you know, talk about it and kind of connect with him too. For sure. So yeah. this is, this is an wow, important man. building. That's the, point That's i wanted to drive hit. across yeah. it's it's cool it's very meaningful and i'm happy to, to still be a part of it I think that's a beautiful commentary because we do these interviews about once a week now. And as far as people that I know that aren't here anymore, it's really fun because you get to like see bits of those people in the people you're sitting here with. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, that really reminds me of that guy or yeah. Uh, yeah that like, guy I, I don't, I don't take inventory too often, but some like this place in particular really like kind of brings it out of me where I'm like, wow, like I could think about more than half my life well, like having this, experiences here. This place is like a filter for Sonoma County musicians, right? Like when you first start gigging and you're from here, this is where you gig. Yeah. And this is your first gig. And this is, this is where you play your first big gig a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And so everyone comes to this stage. Yeah. And it's crazy to know that they all come to this stage and then look at the places they all go to. Because some, sometimes it's death. And sometimes it's becoming fat and, you football. know, and, and liking football. And sometimes it's great success and sometimes it's Market Street. And, you know, you, you're also part of like a brotherhood and a sisterhood of people who have had that same experience. And I remember, what was it, 10 years ago now to where there was, a, there was the possibility that this building wasn't even going to exist anymore. And I remember all that. That's true. And that, it was a real thing yeah. to where maybe the Phoenix wouldn't be a thing anymore. And can you imagine Petaluma? Without the Phoenix, there's Sonoma County, the world without the Phoenix. Theater. I'll just it's say, not on my watch. Fuck yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. This, this place is, this place is, uh, it's sacred, sacred ground. I don't know how to speak yeah. anymore, but uh, Blade it, means it. The relationships and activities I have done here have imbued my life with such meaning, yeah. I cannot even put it into words. It's Absolutely. Well so said. I, I love it very much. And you, Tom Gaffney. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's my <laughs> and all, and all the Tom. And I think everybody here would agree to all the people that I've met through here, and also the extended community that we're a part of. I mean, these are the things that give my life meaning. The, these are why I don't fall into the depths of depression and death because sure. of these oh, sort yeah. of connections. It means a lot. Yeah, so thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for absolutely. being so open. We really appreciate it. Thank and you. to everyone else, stick around because in just stick a around. moment, Creative Adult takes over this very stage yeah. and plays selection from their new album, Fear of Life. Better change your fucking shorts before you shit your pants. Better get ready. <laughs> anyway, thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.